Today on Clear Approach, well, we try reboot number three for this podcast. And then I go over pain that's always with you, but also behind you, otherwise known as low back pain. All this and more coming up on the Mayo Clinic Clear Approach podcast, your home for aerospace medicine that matters. All right, everybody, welcome back. This is, yes, Dr. Van. Yes, I am alive. I am your medical co-pilot coming to you, as always, from the Mayo Clinic in, well, unbelievably now sunny Rochester, Minnesota. Now, I can't believe I have to say this again, but I apologize for how long it has been since the last podcast. We are still trying to figure out what's the best way to get this podcast out more quickly, especially with all the other things I got to do, like actually taking care of patients and stuff here at Mayo. I brainstormed things a little bit here, and I think I might have one way to uh, to get to you all a little bit more quickly. As you might have noticed, uh, the podcast tends to be um, pretty uh, polished when I get it out. At least I hope it seems that way. And that takes a lot of time, you know, we got to get all the editing right and I got to work around George Lucas's schedule and things like that. So it's a, it's, it's a time intensive process, but going forward, including in this podcast today, I'm going to try to be a little bit more like my stakes and Eddie Murphy raw. As I'm not going to spend so much time retaking stuff if it sounds a little weird or if I stumble over my words. So if things seem a little bit more organic today, well, uh, this is the new way we're going to go with things. So thanks for bearing in with me. Now, that being said, before we get to the meat of the matter here today, I do have a really fascinating yet terrible story to share uh, and possibly explain where I've been over the past few months. So my story begins uh, somewhere back in February of 2023. And I woke up one morning and I just had this nagging pain in the roof of my mouth, right behind my front two teeth. And I thought, all right, I must just like drinking something really hot, like coffee the day before or something like that. And I just burn the roof of my mouth. It'll go away. So I try to ignore it. But sure enough, just like trying to ignore my taxes, that didn't solve the problem. The pain just kept on growing and growing and eventually became so severe, I really wasn't able even to concentrate or even get a good night of sleep. On top of that, for whatever reason, the rest of my mouth freaked out and I got like four canker sores all at the same time. So I was quite miserable. Eventually, after maybe about 10 days of symptoms, I ended up at the dentist. And uh, despite what everyone may think about there, even though I'm a doctor, uh, I'm a patient just like everyone else when it comes to going to uh, get medical care. So when I went into the dentist early in the morning, I figured, okay, they're totally not going to find anything and this is just going to be a waste of time. They're going to tell me to go home and just, you know, tough it out. Well, when the sudden silence came over the room when they did the x-ray of my face at the beginning of the visit, I figured something might be up. And sure enough, after uh, they were done poking around in my mouth, they put the x-rays up on the screen and lo and behold, they showed me what was going on. What they found was that I had a very large cyst in the hard part of my mouth, right behind my front two teeth, rapidly enlarging and pushing against my front two teeth. And if you really want to have something else to worry about in life or something to fuel your nightmare dreams, just look up the term nasopalatine duct cyst. Basically, this is a cyst that forms where one of the nerves in your mouth runs through. Now, most of the time, these things are just found on x-ray and we don't really think much of it. But sometimes, like definitely in my case, they can get big and start to cause some serious pain. 
So believe it or not, the very next day, I found myself in uh, oral maxillofacial surgery. Uh, As they described it, they peeled back the roof of my mouth behind my teeth, took out the cyst, and then sewed it back up. And if you're wondering how in the world that felt, well, it totally sucked. And the recovery wasn't that great either. Because the cyst was in an area where a nerve usually runs, that nerve had to be cut as part of the surgery. And because of that, pretty much my mouth has felt weird uh, over the past few months. And I'm still not eating some of the normal foods that I would go after, like a, a chicken wing is proving quite difficult. And I do love me some wings. But fortunately, I am feeling better now, although I I am still trying to adjust to this sensation in my mouth that's uh, constantly numb, and it had to adjust the way I talk. So if I sound a little bit different today, well, just know that someone was in my mouth cutting things up. But it hasn't been all bad. I had some time to uh, write this podcast for one thing, and I am now a world-renowned connoisseur of grits and mashed potatoes. For today's medical topic, I want to talk a little bit about low back pain. Now, you may be wondering, why the heck are we going to talk about low back pain? Well, that's because lately I've been getting a lot of questions from a few of my pilots about low back pain issues. For example, take this recent email that I got from, uh, well, let's just call the person Mr. Smith. Dear amazing Dr. Van. Well, first of all, thank you very much, Mr. Smith. But I continue. Dear amazing Dr. Van. I've had a long history of low back pain, and I finally decided to do something about it. I met with my doctor, and they want to do a fusion of my spine. This sounds fun and all, but what does it mean for my flying career? So before I answer that question, let's get uh, just a little bit of a background here about low back pain in general. The first thing you should know about low back pain is that it is very, very common. According to a 2012 survey, the number of people out there in the world who have been experiencing back pain for more than one day is about 12% at any given time. The number of folks that are experiencing back pain that lasts more than a month, well, that's 23%. So again, there's a whole lot of back pain out there. Now, there are a lot of scary things out there that can cause back pain like disc herniations, fractures, and even cancer. But by far and large, the most common type of back pain out there is simply nonspecific back pain. Well, what is nonspecific back pain? Well, that's basically back pain where we can't identify a specific underlying cause. And overall, it's felt that most of the pain that falls into this category is musculoskeletal in nature. Pain coming from ligaments or strained muscles or perhaps some irritated bones. Now, you may be asking yourself at this point, am I going to be one of those unlucky few that comes down with low back pain? Well, I can help answer that question because we do have quite a few risk factors identified for low back pain. And some of these are pretty uh, self-explanatory and straightforward. For example, older age that's associated with low back pain, also having a more strenuous job and being overweight, also smoking. But there's also some other things out there that may not be so obvious. So, for example, having job dissatisfaction or workers' comp injury, that's also been associated with the development of low back pain, as well as anxiety and depression. All right, well, let's go ahead and talk about treatment. Well, when it comes to treating low back pain, the sky's the limit. No pun intended. 
or actually intended. Fortunately for most folks out there, the treatment of nonspecific low back pain is conservative. This would be things like stretching, the use of ice or heat, over-the-counter pain medications like ibuprofen or acetaminophen, or perhaps even physical therapy. And we can't also forget about good old tincture of time. Most cases of nonspecific low back pain are going to improve on their own over the course of about six weeks, even if we don't do anything. But yeah, I know that can be a really long six weeks. Of course, there are some uh, much more invasive treatment options out there. For example, some patients will get injections in and around their spine using medications like steroids to help with pain. Some individuals have to use chronic pain medications like opioids. There's even spinal cord stimulators that can be used to help alleviate discomfort. And then, of course, finally, surgery. So let's go back to our uh, lovely pilot, Mr. Smith, and his question. What happens if you're one of the unlucky few that has low back pain and you have to have some treatment for this? How is this going to affect your flying? Well, the answer is, as always, it depends. But it doesn't really depend on the treatment as much as depending on the results of the treatment. In other words, the most important thing when it comes to managing a low back pain condition and flying is how your function is. Even if you have your entire spine ripped out and replaced by some robotic contraption, as long as you can do all the amazing things that amazing pilots need to do, like crawling in and out of the cockpit seat, using the rudder pedals, doing evacuation and emergency procedures, pouring coffee, then you can fly. Now, obviously, there are some hard stops. So, for example, if you're using opioids for pain control or you have a pain pump that's distributing morphine, well, that's going to be a no-go. In addition, if you have low back pain from another medical condition, like let's say cancer that has spread to the spinal tissue, that's also not going to be acceptable. All right, let's finish up with the official guidance from the FAA on this. So the FAA says that if you have a musculoskeletal condition, you have to defer to the FAA for evaluation for a medical certificate. In order to get a medical certificate, you need to submit some sort of status report from your treating provider, and that should also include some sort of report on function, things like how much you can bend your spine and how much you can lift comfortably. Based on our experience, most pilots out there can get a medical certificate as long as there's no significant functional impairment. Now, that being said, if there is some extra concern what can happen is the FAA will request that you sit for a medical flight test where you fly around with an FAA representative demonstrating that you can indeed control an aircraft appropriately with your musculoskeletal condition. So what is the takeaway point for low back pain and pilots? First up, like my beloved Seahawks football team, the best offense is a good defense or having any defense at all, but I digress. Basically, you want to do everything that you can in order to protect your back. So that means keeping your core strong, trying to maintain as much as possible and a healthy body weight, and moving your body appropriately, especially when lifting. And if you do get back pain, don't hesitate to get treatment. You are much more likely to end up grounded if you ignore worsening back pain versus getting some help. 
Well, that's today's new uh, podcast 3.0 first episode. I hope you enjoyed it. As I have said in the past, this podcast is an offshoot of our Clear Approach teleconsulting service available on the internet. If you're a pilot and you've got a question about a medical issue that may affect your flying, you can go over to our Clear Approach website. You can find that by just going to any uh, web browser and typing in Mayo Clinic Clear Approach. You can sign up for an account and send our team of aviation medical examiners a question. As soon as we can, we'll get back to you and offer some advice. Now, another thing that I want to introduce in this segment is a call for your questions. If you are a pilot out there and you've got a question about your health and flying that you think other pilots out there may benefit from hearing the answer to, well, I want you to send me an email. Just shoot me a message at clearapproach@mail.edu. And if your question is a good fit for the show, I'll answer it uh, in the podcast and share it with the rest of the listeners. Of course, I'll do this anonymously, so don't worry about me sharing your details. You can also feel free to send me messages, feedback on the show, but only if it's good feedback, okay? I'm quite sensitive. Until next time, this is Dr. Van, your medical co-pilot, wishing you great flying and even better health. Mm -hmm.